Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. We're going to be discussing Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode 2 of season 2, Heavy is the Head. That wears, I, I just always want to finish it, that wears the crown. That wears the crown. That wears the crown. Yeah, but no, just Heavy is the Head. Could be any head. But it's obviously Coulson's head, because heavy he's director. The, heavy is the head that wears director. <laughs> Heavy is the head that got passed down from Nick Fury. Mm-hmm. That it. almost sounds like he had a head in a jar and is just like, here, this is the mark of the director. That does sound like that. That, would that be reminds horrible. me of uh, Sleepy Hollow, where they're carrying around the head. That show, it's not very good. I want it to be good. I really wanted it to be good, but like two episodes in, I just couldn't deal with it. See, I, I made it through the first season. That just couldn't... Uh, <laughs> it just didn't hold up. Anyway... Uh well uh, so we're 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 welcome everyone to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. We're going to be talking about the episode tonight, but we're we'll also be talking some news, and then we're going to go into our super secret spoiler session where we just talk about everything Marvel, uh, everything in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and how tonight's episode might relate to those things. But we'll give you guys ample spoiler alerts before we talk about any of this content. But first, we're going to talk about some news. News? We don't have too much news tonight. Not a little really. A little bit of news. A little it, bit of news. There's a touch of news. A skosh of news, if you will. Yeah, br- bring it. Bring it. Bring a skosh. Bring a skosh. This is how a skosh works. It's like this. Dominic Cooper has officially uh, reprised his role as Howard Stark in Agent Carter. He was in... Uh, he was he was Howard Stark in his Captain younger America, days, Captain America One. In Captain America One, and he also had a small cameo in the Agent Carter short, the yep. uh, the one shot, the very end. And I, and I I was really hoping this would get uh, this would happen. I didn't know we'd hear about it so soon, but that's awesome. I, I really am glad that he's um it, it being announced so late though. I'm a little worried it's going to be a very small part because I'd love to see Howard Stark as a regular on Agent Carter. I, I think he's going to be a regular. I mean, they they talked about in the first season of Agents of Shield. Uh, see, I'm sorry, in the first episode of season two, uh, last week, they talked about how you know people like Howard Stark have to be observed. So like that says to me, he's probably going to have a larger part. Than... I mean, he definitely seems to have had a larger role in the early in the early days of Shield. So I, 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 oh, yeah. I would hope. Oh yeah. Uh, and it it would be kind of cool if he's like almost like the Fitz Fitzsimmons. <laughs> Of the of the shield Except, team, you know, without a brain injury, yeah, makes me sad. Anyway, it's so sad. <laughs> anyway, everybody's known that he was going to come back anyway for for the Agent of Carter thing, but it's now been officially. Announced. It's official. Yeah, hooray! And speaking of fits, <laughs> there's going to be a um, a shield comic coming out here soon. Um, I think it's being penned by. Mark Wade, if if I recall correctly, it might be Mike Wade. Wade. Anyway, that's not the important part. The important part here is that Fitz is getting his own little strip in nice. here. That's it's called Fitz and Henry, and Henry is like an AI monkey that he makes. Oh, that's awesome! Because you know, in he the, loves monkeys. In the first season, he keeps asking for like a simian helper. Yeah, he even, says, he even says it at the bottom of the ocean. He mentions wanting a monkey. Yep. yep. Or he mentions a monkey as life that they might go on to become. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the cells within their body could be, you know, cells within a monkey's one day. Yeah, so since he loves monkeys so much. That's fun. Obviously, he's going to have a monkey helper. And um, 
in this comic strip. It was made by Joe Casada, the COO of Marvel, like the Marvel company. Yeah. Um, he made it for the uh, the cast and crew of Agents of Shield, just kind of as like a little fun thing. He's just like, hee hee, guys, let's have fun with this. And now it's actually a thing. Now yeah. it's going to be a recurring thing in That's this upcoming fun. comic. That's awesome. Um, also going to be making appearances in comic book form are going to be Melinda May and Jimmy Simmons. Cool, cool. Yeah. I've heard uh, they, they've already released a few like little one shot comic books, and I think they they're more like tie ins to the show. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's cool that it's it's always neat when a a, a new television show or or I remember uh, Batman the animated series had a few characters that like crossed over to be in the comic books, and I always loved that that uh, you know, you always love how when they're so good that they just like they force them into the comics. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which which that 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 was a little more that way with the animated series. I think in this case it's more of like a cross promotional kind of like, well, they exist in this universe. Let's bring them over here. Yeah. Uh, let's let's have some synergy, uh, which is a little different. But uh, I think the word is interconnectivity, because <laughs> that's my favorite word. Apparently, indeed. indeed. Uh, so our other piece of news is. Big, big, exciting news. Is it big, exciting news? I think it's exciting. Well, you you think it's exciting because you've seen Guardians like 18 times now. That's close. <laughs> That's almost enough. Um, so we've been we've been huge champions of Guardians this whole time, ever since it came out. We've been with our hashtag Beat Bay and all that early on. Uh, but yeah, Guardians passed Iron Man this week. Yeah. Uh, in its gross sales. It, it, domestically. Domestically, of course, yes. So and, uh, that's, that's it's exciting. now... It's now number three in the MCU behind Avengers and Iron Man 3. And let's let's face it, those are hard acts to follow. Those are real hard to beat, especially with a completely new franchise. Yeah. Like, not even just a new franchise, but a new franchise that's just like Marvel's yeah. D-team. Both of those. I mean, <laughs> Avengers, obviously, is one of the biggest movies of all time. Yeah. And uh, you've got Iron Man 3, which was the the movie immediately following Avengers. So yep. that's that's obviously going to have a lot of um, inertia coming off of Avengers. So it's, that it's, and it's RDJ. Yeah. Well, and it, yeah, Iron Man, it's the, it's the most popular of the characters. Yeah. And it's immediately following Avengers, the biggest movie they've had. So, so that those just made sense. Guardians just did well because it was a good movie. Yes, it I, was. I still am I'm really curious about Guardians and how much of its success. And I don't know if I've said this on the cast. I, th- I don't know. If I, I think I may have said it to you, but not on the cast. Maybe. Um, Tell me again. I'm curious how much of that is rewatchings. Oh yeah, I think you said that one week. Yeah. I don't. I I really like. I want to know. I really want to know. I want to know if there's any way to find out if there's like a uh, how many people have just rewatched it because I watched it four times. I don't ever go see movies twice in the theater. I rarely go see movies in the theater, and then when I do, it's it's because it's something I really want to see. Um, I never go see things twice, and I saw this thing four times. I wonder how many people there are out there like me that are like skewing the data to make it look like <laughs> you know the. How many of these are actually new fans, and how many of these are people that are just like hashtag beat bang? Exactly. Although I will say, every time I went, I brought new people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I still know people that have not yet seen Guardians. I'm like, how Man. have you not seen the biggest movie of the year? Yeah. Like, it just boggles my mind how people have not seen it yet. If you're listening to this podcast and you haven't seen it, which there's probably not many of those, uh, except for Spencer Roder, he's probably listening and he hasn't seen it yet. 
he keeps talking on our on our other podcast about he's making fun of me for liking Rocco the raccoon. Rocco? <laughs> yep. <laughs> it confuses me. So uh if you if you uh if you if any of you are listeners to the Pursue the Trivial podcast and this podcast, you should go on Pursue the Trivial and rag on Spencer for not seeing Guardians yet. <laughs> wow. What it's a, no good. Man, I don't want to just like outright call him a loser, but like what a loser. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my! How the worm has turned. Right. Uh, those who are not going to see comic movies were calling losers. Right. I don't, I don't, I don't, know, if I, I don't know if I can get behind that. <laughs> Balls <clears throat> in my court now. <laughs> I don't know what to do with it because I'm a nerd, but still, we don't know what balls in courts mean. <laughs> I think that I, I use that term right. Didn't I don't. I, I don't I understand so. these sports metaphors. <laughs> oh great! He's kicked the ball. I wonder what he's gonna do. Oh, look, he kicked it as well. Let's all cheer. <laughs> anyway, so Guardians is also now poised to beat Thor The Dark World overseas. It's less than a million away from overtaking Thor The Dark World overseas. And it hasn't even released in, like, China China's or Italy. Big, so or Italy. Yeah, China's the big one. I, I'm really excited to see how it does in china you know it actually it didn't get that much in japan which was kind of you know it, it was japan's weird. a smaller market J- well japan also has not given the mcu a whole lot of love from oh yeah what the article i was reading was saying uh, yeah i i just know that like i'm basically basing this off of one point of data which is the uh <laughs> hardly um, a correlation yeah <laughs> which is the transformers uh transformers 4 yeah they i think made 300 million in uh in China, just China, just in China, huh. uh, I believe. But uh, it only made like something like five or ten million in uh, Japan. So I'm I'm hmm. I'm gonna look it up to to make sure I'm not like lying about that. But my uh, my you know it being the other biggest movie of the year uh, this year, yeah, like I'm, I'm the one to compete with. I'm really hoping that uh, once it opens in China, we actually can see. Uh, our little guardians actually beat Age of Extinction, um, and the, which would be, you know, it's hashtag beat Bay, like like we've been talking since the beginning. Let's beat that Michael Bay film, <laughs> um, like we've been talking for the past what two months. Yeah, um, because yeah, it's foreign intake. I'm trying. Oh, let me tell you, scroll. You scroll. <laughs> I'm a scroll. Yeah, three hundred one million in China <laughs> to the dollar, apparently. <laughs> I think that must be a uh, must be some sort of uh, projection or something. But three hundred one million in China, uh, in Japan it only made uh, twenty seven million. Hmm. So uh, that's that's a huge difference. And I don't know if that's because of the size of the market in China versus uh, Japan. But um, I'm hoping the Guardians will, uh, you know, excel. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's definitely a. Um... Uh, disparity in population sizes. Yeah. Like, no doubt. It's just, um, from what I was reading, like, traditionally, the um, the Japanese market has not given the uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe a whole lot of, a whole lot of love. Hmm. For some reason. I don't know why. Interesting. Not enough kaiju? I don't know. <laughs> I can't figure it out. Yeah, I think, I think if any, just culturally, given uh, what this movie... Just the the color palettes and the characters 
and the kind of sci-fi it is, I feel like it would it might fit culturally best with the Japanese market though. Um <laughs> just just given you know what their other uh, you know, their other nerd content that they produce. <laughs> Dude, they produce like. so much nerd content. You oh, can't, there's no correlation that would make any sense. <laughs> like it's just scattered all over the place. I mean, trust me, I love Japanese nerd content. But like there's no way to to quantify like where where it all sits. <laughs> yeah, man. Um check out that foreign number on Guardians. Yep, uh Guardians up to 644 million um and I don't believe it's opened in China yet. So it opens in China really soon though. It's like yeah. sometime early October. So I'm really hoping that it Is just it? like explodes in early October. Yeah, it looks like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is going to be released in China on the 10th of October. Cool. According to this brief research. <laughs> cool. Cool, man. Well, uh, that's exciting. I, I, I really hope that it does well because, I don't know. I don't know. Transformers may just be, you know, <clears throat> a bigger hit over there. But I'm I'm hoping with Guardians, its particular aesthetic will appeal uh, yeah. in China and and do well. I don't know though. Giant robots. I know. It's kind of a Asian thing. You joked about kaiju, but you know, <laughs> but that's a little legit. That's pretty much like the, <laughs> the, the the exact type of thing that Transformers is: big giant things stomping on buildings. You know. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> they like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a fun concept. So, Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. Um, what kind of worries me though is that you know Transformers made twenty-seven million in Japan. So far, Guardians has only made seven in Japan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's not a good sign. Yeah, it's troublesome. Mm-hmm. But, you know, even if it comes in second, it's still... Like, it's still the number three Marvel movie ever. Yeah. So far, at least. Yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely. It's, it's doing great. It's doing great. Okay, that's enough Guardians box office talk. We talk we talk too much about that, probably. We really, really do. <laughs> we, we are excited about uh, Guardians doing so well this year, and uh, yeah. But let's get to our show for this week. Let's get to our episode. Let's get to our episode. Right, again, we're going to start talking about episode two of season two of Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, so if you have not watched tonight's episode and you do not want to be spoiled, uh, let us go now and go watch it and come back. Go. Quickly. Get out of here. Away with you. Get out of here. But come back. Get out of here, boy. <laughs> um, you know what they're going to do to you here? You got to get out of here. <laughs> so this opens up. Uh, wait. Oh, wait, wait. Spoiler time. What are you let's, doing? Let's, let's make sure we have time, sufficient time for them to leave. You have three, two, one. Lance Hunter's a betraying son of a bitch for everybody. You think? You he's, think he's, a he's like a quadruple bitch? crosser. He, uh, he did, yeah, he crossed a lot of people. Yeah, he crossed a significant amount he's of people. He's a pissed off man. He, he even crossed Coulson when Coulson asked him to. That's right, that's true. <laughs> So I don't know if that's considered crossing exactly, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, no, it's crossing. It's not double crossing. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, this episode starts with, uh, right where it left off with Lance Hunter hanging upside down in the SUV. I just thought about this. He's got an odd number of crossings because normally people double cross people. So that's always an even number. He's got an odd number of crossings. I think double always means two. No, 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 no. 
No, no, no. He's got an odd number of crossings. This is bad. This is obviously poised him in a very bad situation. Okay. I don't know why. All right. But go with it. Okay, we're going with it. <laughs> Just look out for that. <laughs> look out for uh, Jeff's theory that went nowhere. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> theory of nothing. Um, all right. So we have Lance Hunter hanging upside down in an SUV. Not where uh, you want to be. Not where you want to be. Uh, well, apparently Creel had already run off at this point, and it gives uh, him the chance to try to get out of there. He's stuck in the car, and May runs up and hands off uh, the blowtorch, uh, the rat hole maybe. I'm not sure what she actually gave him. but uh, Yeah, it was, it was the thing that everybody uses in um, the Winter Soldier to escape. Yeah, I think they call it a mouse hole or a rat hole. I can't Something like that. But yeah, so he cuts his way Fitz out. made it. Uh, he cuts his way out while uh, May escapes. I think it's really just May is in pursuit. Yeah, well, she escapes because there's the military is closing in. <laughs> like those guys can do anything. Well, they catch Lance Hunter. He was just in a tragic car accident where two other people died. Yeah, but they still catch him. She flees. She flees the scene. Yeah. Um, flees the scene after after Crusher Creel. Yeah, in hot pursuit. <laughs> and not just, never mind. And not just because she's hot? Is that where you're going with that? I didn't want to go there. <laughs> it, was, it seemed a little... Um, it was a hot pursuit. Mm. Yeah, seemed a little creepy when you said it. That's where See, I didn't want to go. That's where. That's why you had self-control and I did not. <laughs> um, <laughs> May chases him down, but... Colson tells her to back off and go into pursuit mode because yeah. she recon recon mode recon a surveillance I think he calls yeah it. I think he calls it surveillance surveillance mode. mode so she she backs up and just watches she had a clear shot too I know she might have been able to kill him if he didn't have time to transform into something metal or just you know anything bulletproof she could have turned him to lead. <sighs> Dropped him at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> May, 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 decide, uh, you know, May listens, and she really uh, boldly uh, goes up against Coulson, though, for 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 a few minutes. Where you, I thought she was gonna, uh, I thought she was gonna fire. I didn't think she was gonna kill Crusher Creel, but I thought she was gonna fire for a second. Yeah, there. I thought she was gonna take out like a tire or something, or like run him off the road at least a little bit, just to kind of like hold him there while everybody else shows up. Yeah, well, I, I I thought she was just gonna disobey Coulson was the big thing, like which yeah. is, which would have been big for her character to directly disobey Coulson at this point because she it wanted seems like, to. Yeah, she definitely did. So so the fact that she still listens to Coulson, even though in a way she thinks of herself as Coulson's watcher, you know, yeah, uh, she still has to listen to his uh, directive. So they're in a weird relationship right now with may <laughs> may he's subject to listening to may but may is also subject to his orders yeah so who's in charge you know it's kind of like um he's the president and she's congress <laughs> could be yeah it's checks and balances man yeah yeah absolutely checks and balances yeah who's the supreme court i was just going to wonder on that <laughs> <laughs> um maybe talbot i don't know so while may is chasing off with Chasing Creel, uh, Hunter is arrested. Lance Hunter is arrested. Yeah, and um, <laughs> I feel so bad for him because he's already like beat to hell and back. He's so beaten. <laughs> and then they're just like, get on your knees. I'm gonna rub your face in this glass. Or I something. liked how. Oh yeah, when he when, 
When they made him get on his knees, I felt bad for him because he just seemed like he had a really hard time doing it. Yeah. Like, he was so beat up, his knees probably were killing him. And... Yeah. Well, his leg was stuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His leg and the door were both stuck. He was limping, stuck. and they're like, get on your knees, and he does it, but man. It just looks like it hurts. I would have been like, hey, guys, is there any other options? <laughs> Can I just, like, fall flat on my face? Is that okay? Yeah. <laughs> um, that hurts me to get on my knees now. <laughs> Just imagine if you were in a horrible car accident where two people died Oof. just from the flipping. Yeah, two people, and one of them uh, seems like there was some sort of love situation mm-hmm. uh, between him and uh, Hartley, which, I mean, not necessarily, but he says uh, he says to Talbot that he got out of the life because he met a girl. Yeah, yeah. Well, I thought he was just being coy at that point, but then in the later scene where we see him like pulling the one personal effect mm-hmm. like to give to her family like you know you know yeah she was he wasn't he wasn't just being coy he wasn't being a a playful little guy was, he definitely had some extreme feelings for there her there were some feelings yeah i don't know if they were love or if it's kind of like um how star lord feels about gamora kind of like she's a badass she's one of my very absolute best friends and i don't know how I could live without her in my life in the friendly f- I don't know field. if that's how Star-Lord feels about Gamora. No, it is. It is. Trust me, it is. And we'll see. He's kind of scared of her. Well, yeah, for sure. But he, he wants he wants the body. <laughs> he wants Gamora. Uh, for sure. He wants the G. <laughs> right. No one talks to my friends like that. Um, <laughs> so whore. Talbot offers Hunter a deal and uh, Hunter at least says he's going to accept he says he's going to uh, accept <clears throat> for two million dollars two million dollars and what really gives him uh, it would have made him seem like a total rat uh, but what make get, even even though he's taking two million dollars to rat on them he still asks for a, a proper funeral proper yeah. burial proper for burial Hartley. for Hartley in Idaho and that and that really uh that gives that gives him that makes a him more humanity yeah yeah that makes him much more uh personable amicable sure. uh none of those words are what I'm thinking of but I but they're all good likable I'm gonna keep likeable, going with sure. synonyms sure um <laughs> it's, you know what just go with it empathetic or whatever one of those things makes you sympathize with him a, a bit yeah. more yeah, yeah, makes you you're on his side. <laughs> um, so uh, we're gonna keep dancing around these. As far as we know, he's accepted a deal from Talbot, and then it cuts back to we where we see uh, May following, uh, following Creel to this diner where he's been for an hour. Yeah, without without coming out, <laughs> she's he's either meeting and talking with the guy or he's getting hammered yep <laughs> getting drunk off his ass i think he said <laughs> and we see a, a really a weird kind of thing happening with with creel because he came into contact with the obelisk and the obelisk mm-hmm. looks like it wants to eat him and like just you know turn him to nothingness basically yeah like it wants to just consume his essence and you mean you mean what it's done to him? Yeah, like, that way. Yeah, the way he's got a he's got a piece <laughs> of the obelisk on his arm. So something about his power combining with the power of the ob the obelisk has caused some weirdness. And I think really like his power is the only reason he didn't die 
because like yeah. it was still like even with the rubber hand, it still wanted to it consume still had an him. effect on him. And like he's able to hold it back only because he's able to control his own molecular structure yeah. or cellular structure. And like you know, he can only hold on so long and it's creeping up on him. Yeah, and it, and it shows multiple places. It's almost like it's, he's breaking out with a rash of obelisk. <laughs> an obelisk-shaped rash all over his body. That's pretty gross. It, it, was, it was. It was really gross. And then when that, when the, man, when that waitress touches his arm. And she's all like, oh, I just felt a shock. Oh, I'm sorry. And then she falls on the ground. When she starts screaming for help, just uh, they really didn't pull punches there. No. This show has gotten a lot darker. Yeah, um, well, I they was, said it was going to be a lot darker. I, well, I read, a, I read an interview with... Uh, Clark Gregg this week that talked about um, how he was excited about the show for a couple reasons uh, over last season, and one of those was that the later time slot they could be a lot darker. Yeah, um, being at eight o'clock instead of seven o'clock like last year. So, uh, and that, that that man when that girl's turning to stone, or I guess stone. I guess that was stone. It might been. It might have been stone. It might have just been like rotting. Yeah. Um, whatever. Whatever people get turned when they touch the obelisk. Uh, she, her body's turning and she's screaming and it's still I, I thought for sure they were going to save her somehow like it, it, just because it, normally on a show if you get to kind of get to know a character they just don't kill it kill the character like that like yeah. she seemed too nice and, and innocent and then man <laughs> and then it, then it cuts to you later they just axed her <laughs> yeah later on when it cuts to them they've got a bunch of bodies at the diner did you see that yeah yeah, there were there were at least three that the guy was sitting yeah. over. Yeah, yeah, so there were three bodies, three at minimum. Yeah, and we don't know how many he he took on. He just kept touching people. She just may run in at that point. She says she's gonna run in. Yeah, she says she's going in. Um, I, if I recall correctly, Colson. Oh, he runs out the back. If I remember. Yeah, he left. He runs out the back, yeah. Uh, I was just trying to think, why didn't she encounter Creel? But yeah, she runs in and he's run out the back. And on, I guess on his way, killed multiple people. <laughs> Get out of my by, way! Just by touching them, <laughs> yeah. Watch yeah. out, watch out. You're dead, you're dead. Dead, you're dead, dead, dead. You're forearm dead. <laughs> You've been forearmed. Uh... Uh, so... You are tired. I am tired. I drank too many beers during, uh... During our, our lovely Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Actually, I started drinking when I was recording the other podcast. This <laughs> this, tonight on Pursuit of the Trivial, I was already about four beers in. And then I Shit. just slowly had one more, one more, one more. And uh, now I... Just now riding I'm, it. I'm not drunk. I just am sleepy. <laughs> just had too many. <laughs> um, just had a few too many nights. But they were over such a long period of time that I'm not drunk. I'm just sleepy. <laughs> just worse. Worse, really. Drunk would have been funny, at least. Yeah. Oh. And Sleepy's just like, come on. Guy. Yeah. Anyway, so he runs out the back, May runs in, and she has no clue what to do. And she's, you know, she's saying to Colson she wants to chase after him. And he's like, no, go dark. Get back here when you can. Mm-hmm. And she hates that. God, she hates that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Trip and Sky get back to the, uh, yeah, they came back with the stealth. The new hub. The stealth whatever. Quinjet. The playground. The playground. It's that's the right. playground. They get back to the playground with the stealth ship, and yep. they start discussing with Mac how to reverse engineer um, the stealth ship. And uh, it looks like they're going to basically just completely 
um, circumvent Fitz's help because he was no help on the uh, on that side of things. The um, that's a shame. It was. It was a shame. It, I felt horrible for him because he wanted to help, and it, it seems like tonight, especially after tonight's events, that he could have helped. Yeah, he just he just doesn't know how to communicate, and it looks he, like Mac knows. He's got to relearn how to communicate. Yeah, and it seems like Mac can be his channel. Yeah, which is awesome. That. I mean, I'm really excited yeah. for him to be showing some sort of movement in his character. That's just really cool. Yeah, it's it's kind of like Mac just has to learn his language. And and find the way to to flip the proper switch and adjust and fine tune, uh, the fits spewing information. Yeah, because like he said repeatedly, I didn't solve this today. I uh-huh. didn't solve this today. Uh huh. And, and like he said that in the last episode, I didn't solve this today. Just repeatedly says that, and then like Mac just kind of. Did all he of say sudden, that last episode? I didn't hear him say that. Last yeah, episode. he's he kind of whispered it. He's like, I didn't solve this today, but he said well, it a awesome whole back. lot. That's cool. I I had to listen back. I didn't realize he'd said it that early. I'm pretty sure he said it last episode, um, but like Mac just kind of clicks and goes, "Wait a minute, you didn't solve it today. You mean you solved it before? Like when did you solve it?" Yeah, and then, uh, and then he just goes back and like pulls up his old designs and like it took this long for somebody to understand how Fitz's mind is starting to work. Yeah, which is a real bummer, especially seeing a Simmons. Probably tried. Yeah. Um, which, in our super secret spoiler session, we will discuss the... Uh, the commercial the, we the saw. The commercial we saw for next week. Oh, it looks intense. Uh, but I don't know that I can handle it. More on that in a little while. <laughs> so, yeah, Trip and Sky get back. They got the stealthy ship. They're talking with Mac on how to reverse engineer it. Fitz comes up acting like he wants to help. And they really, they really want him to help. You can tell. They're like, hey, buddy, you want to... Get back to this, the, yeah. where you're helping, and he's yeah. and, all, and he's trying. Yep. And during this, he's got Ghost Sky, I, which we haven't discussed this uh, much. Ghost I, Simmons, I mentioned it earlier. You mean? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Ghost Simmons, um, uh, looming about. I am a little curious. I'm not saying it is, but what if Sky is not in his head, Simmons? Right. Damn. Come on. <laughs> it has um, less impact when you get the name wrong. <laughs> <laughs> My revelation is, what if Sky is real? <laughs> oh, wait. Wait. Hold on. No, wait. Oh. <laughs> My revelation is, uh, what, if, what if Simmons is not all in his head? What if, what if there's a second reveal coming that, like, we have someone controlling Fitz's mind or, like, tapping into Fitz's mind? What if it's the Enchantress? I don't know anything about the Enchantress. Okay. What if it's Loki? That's also a thing. That I, uh, could happen. I, that, that's really far-fetched because Loki's probably not going to show up on our show. But uh, but it uh, remind me a lot of uh, the, those scenes where Loki's lording over Dr. Selvig and the Tesseract, you know? Yeah. Uh, and it just reminds me of it. I, it may not be. But I would love to see that like second reveal, like halfway halfway through the season, we find out that like Simmons is a, is is not in our in his head this whole time, you know? Yeah. Just a random speculation. No spoilers because I don't know anything about uh, what's co- what's to come. But that's just a little thought. We'll find out. Yeah. I just, I really hope that it's just in his head, and that when uh, when Simmons comes back, because she's going to come back. 
I just I really hope that when she comes back, he's just like, I missed you so much. Look at what I've had to do since you've been gone. I went nuts. And he shows her the room full of bodies that he's <laughs> <laughs> You made me do this. Oh, he's this, like burying him in the backyard. Future. You know, actually, I, last week I really thought it was a dark future for Fitz, but with Max starting to work with him, I, I'm not sure if I think that anymore. Yeah, that's that beacon in the darkness, yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so happy that they did that. Like, I, I like Fitz. I know. Way too much he's, as a character for him like to your just favorite. go like away. Yeah. He may. Yeah. Yeah. He's my favorite. Yeah. I thought I was my favorite character, but no. <laughs> I thought I was the character of my own story, but turns out Fitz is the character of my story. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a there's a perimeter alert. <laughs> Um, so there's a perimeter alert, and uh, there's a really fancy car drives up and gets its tires blown out, and Trip runs out and uh, pats down Lance Hunter as he returns to the base, and we all... I thought, I thought that that car was purchased on that $2 million agreement. <laughs> that, that's crossed my mind, too. That crossed my mind, too. I was like, um... That's a I bit mean, quick. <laughs> yeah, like, he he stopped by the, like whatever Ferrari dealership on the way. To I think the, it was a Porsche. Okay. He stopped by the Porsche dealership on the way to uh, the, their secret base. Like that's way to be incognito Lance Hunter. It just like drops a million or like drops. What is it? They cost God. They cost a, an exorbitant amount of money. He drops like $200,000 like right there. just like, I need the best rooms you've got. I need that car. Yeah. <laughs> I want that he one. He spent all $2 million. <laughs> he actually did take the deal. They gave it to him up front, and he spent all $2 million. <laughs> and he just comes back blitzed in the best car ever. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, at this point, I thought we were, I thought our team was screwed. I really thought we were about to lose the playground, at least. Yeah. Because there's no way, if, 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 I don't even, I, I'm still a little skeptical. I don't see how. They let Hunter go without tracking him, and they said they put a, t- four, t- a, a three team of four team. four men. I think uh, it was a three man team. All right, it might have been a four man team, I but it, it took four. it took the the number three came from it took three hours to lose them. Yeah, yeah, something like that. That's what he said. But when he was talking um, to Colson, but they sent they sent a team, but it just seemed like put a tracker on him or embedded under his skin or something because that's <laughs> just chip him real good. Yeah, it just seems just <laughs> chip him real good. <laughs> Chip him, chip him good. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, this is our musical episode. <laughs> oh, gosh. One week we should have a musical episode. I'll bring my guitar and we'll just uh, talk about the entire episode and song. Oh, God. All right, we're doing it. Oh, uh, God, why? <laughs> so, that's, so we got an idea for that episode, a drunk episode, a <laughs> uh, Write in, guys, if you have any ideas for our episodes. <laughs> if you want us to call have a us theme, at, we are whores like that. <laughs> call us at 573-CAST-MCU. Um, <laughs> I feel so dirty. All right. Um, so, uh, Hunter, for some reason they let him in. Um, he comes in to talk to Coulson. Yeah. Um and they basically agree to allow uh, Hunter to help them bring down Creel, and in return, Hunter won't turn them in. Yeah. And he says it's because he knows he has a better shot of getting to Creel 
with his team than with Talbot's team. Yeah, because he said, all I want is Creel, and that's it. After that, I'm I'm in the wind. Yeah. Or and three he sheets to it. And he wants to get paid. Yeah, I mean, he wants money, obviously. He wants his pay and the other agents' pay for their families. Yeah. So. And. Which, again. I like, I like how um, Coulson is just like, you know what? I won't pay you their money, but I will take care of it. Yeah, he'll and you make can sure have it your money. Yeah, which I which I which I liked a lot. Um, so Ghost Simmons helping Fitz uh, solve this Creel situation. It's kind of weird, yeah. Yeah, uh, well, that's the thing is like apparently, in his head he can he he in his head he knows everything. Yeah, he still has all of those like brilliant cognizant thoughts in his head. Yeah, but like, it's it's his exit. Of those, or his, uh, his, his communication of those. I didn't want to say communication. Yeah. But like his, um, connection to other people is just like severed and he's yeah. just, <laughs> until Mac. <laughs> and that's when Mac shows up. And, and I like, I loved Simmons, um, Simmons, <laughs> yeah. uh, kind of almost flirting with Mac. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Which was funny just cause, uh, Fitz, Fitz is imagining that. Yep. Even well, in, I mean, even in it, Fitz's imagination, uh, Simmons still has a thing for tall black men. Yeah, I mean it makes sense because like she went for um, she went for Mike Peterson. Mike Peterson. She was really into Mike Peterson. And then there was Trip. really into Trip, and now she's into Mac. It's all good. Like she has a type. <laughs> tall black. Tall black. Somebody's men. got a type. <laughs> oh man. So uh, Mac Mac helping Fitz. They find uh, they find the solu- They start finding the solution to this uh, Crusher Creel problem, and to the whole like Fitz not being able to talk to people problem. I like yeah. I like when when he's talking to Mac and the other three scientist dudes. Like they're trying to take notes, and he's just like he's trying, he's trying, he's trying, and then he's just like ah, and then Mac's just like you three beat it. You're pissing him off, and he's just like talk to me, buddy. I'm right here. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I loved that. I love that. <laughs> Get out of here. You're pissing him off. Um, <laughs> Talk to me. I'm right here. I'm here for you. You know, take your time. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't solve this today. I, I really like, I like Mac a lot. I like yeah. him. He's huge. He's muscular. But he's a seems, gentle giant. Yeah. He's like this huge, muscular, gentle guy. Yeah. And uh, it seems more into, but he, I like that he's big and like imposing physically, mm-hmm. but he's not, he's not a, he's uh, a sweet, he's not a field agent. Know. Yeah. It's like he's this big dude, and like I, I'm gonna be I really feel like excited it's because if he he's ever gets turning to throw wrenches a punch. the size of him. Yeah, is the <laughs> thing that makes him so muscular. He lifts Quinjets for a living. <laughs> like he, they weren't actually like parking the Quinjet; he was just moving it to where he wanted it. <laughs> he was cloaked uh, yeah. <laughs> when it was landing. He was cloaked. And yeah, he, he was just putting it down. <laughs> um, you just couldn't see him behind the engine. <laughs> He was just holding it. I thought this scene with Sky and Hunter uh, while they were packing Hartley's stuff was interesting. Yeah, it it gave him a little more humanity as well. Well, what I thought was interesting was the way that, uh, for sure, for sure, he he's he's. I feel like he's he's this mercenary who, in a way, we shouldn't like because he's he's saying he's not for Shield. Yeah, but they're giving us so many reasons to like him. Like they're just throwing reason after reason <laughs> after reason. He's such a good-hearted dude. I know he's a mercenary, but he's such a good-hearted dude. Um, <laughs> and it's like. It's like, it's like he's he's giving candy to a small child and being like, you should really hate me. And 
You have no reason to. Small child has no reason to hate him. You just gave him candy. You just gave me yeah. candy. Why should I dislike you? Why should you? I dislike you? It's and almost, he's just like, I'm only the, doing it for the money. I only dis- hate me. I only don't trust Hunter because of the facts. <laughs> All the other things are great. Right? Um, but no, yeah, I, I really like... Uh, I really like what they're doing with Hunter because I, I like the idea of the, a, a, a guy who's not committed to Shield. Yeah, <laughs> you know, not committed um, to Shield, still working with <laughs> Shield. But what he says to uh, Sky here, which I really liked, was you know, uh, this is not, this is uh, I forget the exact words, but it's like this is not your life. This is a job. Oh yeah, Shield isn't a life; it's a job, a means to an end. And, 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 he and says, he's like, don't forget that. Don't forget that. Uh, and obviously she's not on board with that sentiment at this oh, point. Oh, yeah. She's just... <laughs> what she says, what she she's, says, though... She's packing away things and has this look on her face like, Shield's my life now. Yeah. It's like she's been indoctrinated. When she says that, when she says that, Shield is my life now... Yeah. Um, it made me believe hardcore that she's not going to stay a Shield agent forever. Oh, yeah. Uh, just because I can't... The kind of trust that she's putting in the organization, the kind of... Uh, kind of blind faith into this new life. Yeah. I can't imagine... Th- Dude, that's not going to end well. I can't imagine Whedon rewarding that. <laughs> that's really what I'm what I'm getting at. I, I think that the Whedons and, and the writers of the show are like making her such a starry-eyed S.H.I.E.L.D. fan. And, and, and nothing in the Marvel Universe has really led us to believe ever that S.H.I.E.L.D.'s been that way or that it should be that way. Um you should always come in with some trepidation and she's got none right now. She's yeah. trusting Colson implicitly, which it's, it's a lot easier to trust Colson than to trust, uh, the overall shield organization. Yeah. Cause I mean, Colson's Coulson, such a nice guy. Yeah. And Colson is shield right now. Yeah. But, uh, but I think, I think his, his warnings are going to be heated at a later date, you know, and maybe even after that, maybe even they're going to flip sides where eventually he's going to get on board and she's going to end up getting off board <laughs> and he's going to be, and she's going to be giving him that same sort of talk, you know, or you once told me that shield shouldn't be your life <laughs> and now you're, you're, you're bought in. Um, yeah. so, so I think that that sets up some pretty interesting, uh, interesting stuff for those two characters. Yeah. Nice little, uh, nice little possible back and forth on that one. Yeah, I um, <clears throat> going back to Coulson though a little bit. I like his uh, his ability to keep the mood light, and like, oh yeah, me too. Where he was saying like Hunter's been captured, and if he talks, then we're all screwed. We're gonna have to burn down this place and yeah. like completely pack up shop. We're gonna have to burn it down and start over. And she's just like, oh man. And he's like, yeah, I know it sucks. We just had the bathrooms retiled. <laughs> yeah, that, that that was awesome. I really like Colson has been an awesome character so far. Um, I'm starting to really care. I'm not just starting. He's just a great character to really care for mm-hmm. and worry about and have like genuine feelings for. But at the same time, he can make you laugh. Um, make you laugh a lot. And so I've I've really enjoyed Colson and uh, Clark Gregg, Clark Gregg's trip portrayal of Colson so far yeah and I, I really like that he can he can be serious when he needs to be which Absolutely. is most of the time but then he still gets one in every now and then yeah well it, and they come over. out of nowhere that's what's so great <laughs> yeah. is he'll be incredibly serious and then all of a sudden just turns on a dime and he's and he's funny you know yep I almost love, I love that like Drax <laughs> almost like all the Marvel characters that's if fair. we're gonna be honest yeah. like 
That's 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 what they. That's just really good writing. It is. They they do they're doing such a good job of matching tones, or like combining tones where they have such a serious tone and then such a funny tone, and they somehow like smush those two things together to make a great a great movie. Um, or show, or show, and and this one is uh, really shaping up to be a great season so far. I mean, it really is. we're only on episode two, and I'm, 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 I think both of these episodes so far have been better than most of what we saw last season. Oh yeah, um, like combined. Even <laughs> even after even after Winter Soldier, only one or two of those episodes, I would feel like only th- these are ep- these are in the top ninetieth percentile of what we've seen from this show so far. Yeah, well, like even after. The Winter Soldier came out and everything went to hell for Shield. Like, it was still a little bit creature of the weekish. It's just they also had the whole thing where like we still have to kind of hide. Yeah, but they were. It's like they didn't stray away from having to having the 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 creature of the week kind of thing happening. And I don't know. I feel like. They didn't take it very seriously that Shield was collapsing around them, you know. Yeah, it just it. It just felt like they didn't take it seriously, and then, hmm. like several episodes later, when Garrett is doing you know horrible things, and then they're trying to catch up with him, like right about the end of the season, they were just like, okay, now, now we got to take this thing seriously. We got to wrap this up. Hmm. We got we got to wrap this up. I felt I felt like after. Everything after Winter Soldier to me felt serious. It felt like they were they were doing a pretty good job of like yeah. taking the situation seriously. It was still, it still had some lighter stuff happening in the episodes. They didn't need to go to Portland. They didn't need to visit the cellist and and save her from like this one random dude. Like, yeah, that was just an extra story. That was to get you in touch with the cellist that that Coulson wanted to you know get back with or whatever. Like, I think that's the only episode though they took away. Uh, they took away from the main storyline, which I mean, they had like six episodes after after that after the movie, and that episode was a little bit of a departure. But it was, I think, it was an important Coulson episode. I agree, it probably could have been written in to the first half of the season. Yeah, or just anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was a little bit of a weird place to do it. Yeah, it, it fell out of place. It really did. Because you're just like everything's going wrong, and what except, are you doing? You're except going to if you if he if they'd done it anywhere else, you would have had the argument that like, why would Coulson go to save her? He's the one guy who can't be seen or whatever. You know why would he even yeah. be there? Um, the the idea of her seeing him as she's waking up and all that stuff. It's just a scene they wanted to write, and that was the only place it could really fit in. Even though and even though it didn't kind of fit in. Yeah, I <laughs> I thought it was fine. It definitely uh. It was it was a departure for the writing. I don't think there was anything internally in the show that made it not make sense. Yeah, um, no, I mean it, it, was, it made sense. It was, it was a good after episode. the fridge. It was after the fridge was busted open, which is why he was on the loose. Yeah, it all made sense and it was all interconnected. It just it was kind of like it it didn't need to happen. Yeah. Like for sure, for sure. Uh, now it was trying. It was a glimpse into like the future of Shield, which was them operating as a team on the bus by themselves with no backup. You know. Yeah. Which is you know what we're getting this season, but I think so far every episode this season's been uh, much better and much more interesting than that than mm-hmm. that episode. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So the next thing we get in this episode is a uh, Reina visiting Creel. And yeah. After he the takes the random phone call. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, random phone call from like under his wheel well or something. Yeah. Uh, and Hydra's, I guess, hit a phone for him since the Hydra communication system's down. Or has been taken over or something. Yeah. Which may be a result of what they did last week. I don't know if you remember, they shut down that uh, frequency. Yeah, yeah they, shut it, they shut it down and then like Raina brought it back. Yeah, Raina brought it back to uh, communicate with them. Uh, but yeah, Raina visits Creel and offers him uh, the carbine yep. in return for the obelisk. Uh, but he refuses to do so because he knows that Hydra um, won't be okay with him giving up their obelisk. Yeah. He's like, Hydra's crazy people. We're not going to mess with crazy people. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'm going to let you live by not telling them that you came here. Thank you for this. Yeah. Cost of doing business. Yep. Um, and then Reyna, uh, of course, used it, used, put a tracker into it. Oh, of course. And so she gets a hold of our uh, of of our team <laughs> and uh through through a fun little back channel of turning back on that information the 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 channels they shut down just last week and um they they they, they she puts they, a phone number in there yeah just going like hey guys call me <laughs> <laughs> and they're just like uh okay yeah and it's like hey who is this it's Agent Coulson. You're not Agent Coulson. I'm Agent Coulson. <laughs> he doesn't say that, but I wanted him to. Yeah, I gotcha. <laughs> um, so, so, so she, she basically uh, sets up the whole thing, which, um, so this whole episode is about Hydra and Shield facing off over the obelisk. Yeah, but really. Reyna is pulling the strings on both ends. Oh yeah, she's playing both teams against each other real hard for. Captain McDrippy ones, <laughs> which uh, which uh, for Sky's father, who we don't know anything about yet. I love that when he shows up, he's wiping, he's wiping his, his hands. hands. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know what that even means. <laughs> we thought he was going to be all drippy. Have you ever seen Doctor Horrible's sing along blog? Yeah. Maybe he's moist. He's moist. <laughs> do, you, do you need anything made soggy or? <laughs> Moisten, moisten, made soggy. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm just not ELE material. <laughs> Benjamin's League at best. We've <laughs> <laughs> got plenty of evil hours to get into the henchman union. Oh, I love it! I lo- love that! Love that! Love that movie! I hope they make more. Um, if you guys don't know what that is, go watch Doctor Horrible's sing along blog. I think it's on Netflix. It's awesome. It's another. Uh, it's all over. It's everything. another Joss Whedon and Jed Whedon uh, collaboration. So, it's related to the show. We're not even tangenting too far. It's not related to the show. It's the same people made it, so it's related. One of the people. No, Jed too. No, I'm saying Jed is and the one person. Joss, Joss hasn't been in it in a in a minute. What you mean? This show? He's the executive producer, though. Yeah, you know he's not. He's he looks at things right. and goes, you know what? Eh. I bet sure. I bet he's helping them with the overall arcs, and I bet I bet he's helping with the overall arcs because he needs it to he's, lead into Avengers. Yeah, he's so busy with Avengers too. There's yeah. no way he he like comes down off of his little golden pedestal. Oh, I bet he does. I, 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 I bet he does. I bet I bet he helps with you know the overall plotting of the show. I'm sure that he doesn't write the. I think he did write a couple. He of the wrote episodes the first season. season, and then like. He I bet wrote he a will couple write of the of the main ones exactly, and I bet he'll do that this season too. So I think he's I think Maybe. he's involved in the overall plotting, and I bet he'll write an episode here and there. Um, 
So he's you know. so busy though. <laughs> yeah, his name's still on the show. Still an executive producer. Yeah, okay. Um, still came up with the characters probably and all that good stuff. Probably majorly involved in the in the in the creative of the show. Did he make Mac? You I don't know. He, you think he made Mac? I bet he did. I bet you he made Mac. I like Mac. Mac's pretty cool. Um, I, it's it, the, the whole. Uh, I bet he came up with the Fitz thing. Oh God! This whole Fitz situation is probably his idea. It's, it's got his it's name just, all just, over just mean it. enough. It's it's <laughs> it's got his name all over it. What what I find interesting about this episode, as I was saying though, is like the uh, you've got Hydra and Shield fighting over this obelisk, but Reyna is really pulling the strings, and even behind and behind Reyna is this uh, character that apparently has knowledge. Of the obelisk. Yep. And uh, I think it's interesting that 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 whatever he is, whatever power this thing has, and whatever Reina is, and whatever he is, and whatever Sky is, this group of people has some sort of. I mean, they're basically just playing both sides against each other to get what they want. You know. Yeah. But that was really, really kind of neat. They're like, we're going to throw these two at each other, and in the chaos, we'll walk away with what we wanted. Exactly. And so you've really got... That's exactly it's, what it's happened. Not shield versus Hydra. Shield versus Hydra versus... Versus, versus. Reyna's folks. Um, we, and, and, of course, versus all of them being chased by Talbot. <laughs> so, I, 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 lo- I, I love swear that. it's like a Benny Hill episode. <laughs> Everybody's just chasing everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> So, uh, and flower dresses and just after Raina helps them around. <laughs> after Raina helps them track the team puts together a a uh, op to catch Creel uh, while he's meeting his handler they want to try to get find out who his handler is who his hydra handler is yeah they try to run a facial recognition thing on him like from the side like, yeah. you can't even see his whole face. What are you doing? Did, did they get anything off that? Did we uh, see? I don't think anything was confirmed. I think while they were doing that, they were running the face recognition. Uh, Hunter shot all of our team. Iced them. With icers, yeah. Yeah. Um, He's like, what the hell is this icer thing? Like, why do we have to go with the non-lethal route? Yeah, he realizes. I guess, I guess he was planning to do what the team said, and then he realized they were going non-lethal, and he was like, okay. I'm going to change this a little, little I'm bit. Gonna, I'm going to change up the script here and, um, you know, shoot him with an armor-piercing round. In the which, face. That shot was awesome. Yeah. Totally awesome. It uh, really was. The shot of the bullet flying at him. Um, <laughs> And then as he's changing, and he changes just in time, his cheek changes just in time for the bullet to, like, bounce off of him. So that was that was pretty rad. Yeah, they probably spent most of the budget for this episode <laughs> on that scene. I wonder. I wonder how good Marvel is getting at doing special effects. I wonder how many of these special effects are just like this is just stock footage. <laughs> well, they've they've done so much now. <laughs> well, especially like you know, th- obviously they they talk about this a lot in CGI, where like if you have a model of something, it gets better as you use it. Yeah. So every time they use that plane they can like use it more effectively cuz they 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 can improve on it over time cuz yeah. they've got they can use the same model um in different scenarios. Well, yeah, they don't have to spend as much time making the model itself. They yeah. can spend like half as much time just improving the model that's already there. Yeah. And so so like well that that scene was obviously just like this one time they used this one bullet and did this 360 spin and 
Crusher Krill changing. It just really, really, really great special effects. And I, mm-hmm. I gotta imagine they're they're doing a somehow getting the cost down of these special effects the more they use them. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um. It's just practice, man. It's yeah. the best way to get to Carnegie Hall. Uh, practice. Make a Marvel movie. I'm confused. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're gonna have screenings <laughs> in Carnegie Hall. Just you watch. Um, so, uh, he tries to kill Creel, but cannot kill Creel, and, uh, Creel kicks his ass. <laughs> That's basically the gist of it. Uh, yeah. Because Creel gets up like, how dare you shoot at me? I'm gonna murder you. I'm gonna rip you in half. Yeah. And he chases him, like, through buildings, crushes things on the way, and maybe that's why he's called Crusher. Yep, probably so. I, I, I love that the glass door, Hunter runs through the glass door, and then Crusher, like, he could have opened the door. Like, it's not that, it wouldn't have taken him any more time, really. But he, but he just, just runs through runs it. directly through <laughs> the glass door. That was pretty fun. He's just like, to hell with this glass. <laughs> yeah. It kind of uh, reminded me of, uh, in the Avengers, when... Black Widow was running from the Hulk in the helicarrier. Oh, yeah. And she's like, <laughs> running as fast as she can and that jumping scene, over the things. And he's just... That just scene is intense. It. Yes, it is. Intense. Oh, man. So good. Um, but this one, also intense. Also intense. And I really didn't know, you know... Right up uh, until, like, Coulson springs it on him. Coulson springs a weapon that Fitz and Mac have... Uh, does that worked out, worked out, would work to take down... Uh, uh, take down Crusher Hands. Crusher Hands Mick Creeley Changer? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whatever that is. Um, well, so, yeah, that's where he was saying, like, I didn't solve this today. Okay, well, when did he you? He solved this previously. And he just goes flipping back through his old designs. He goes, no, no, wait, go back. That one. Yeah. And they make this little device, and it just kind of, like, screws with Crusher's molecular uh his his kind of his structural mo- integrity his mo- yeah, or whatever. kind of just makes him change into everything all at once and crush is like i don't know how to handle this yeah and just and like turns to stone turns to stone which uh I, was that did it look to you like he turned to into whatever the obelisk that's what i thought into? had happened yeah because so he too. was he had the the obelisk um bit in his hand like in his mm-hmm. palm and he told Hunter, "Oh, like, that's right. He this brought gonna, it out. Yeah, he brought like, it out and was like, i 'I'm just gonna be honest with you. This is gonna hurt a lot.' Yeah, that was <laughs> intense. That was, and I was so scared for him. <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought he was taking Hunter out, uh, but no. He, he so 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 Colson shows up, saves the day. And I thought um, that the thing was just gonna like creep up his body because like he brought it out, and then he was gonna lose control of it. And I was like, oh crap, they just they killed him. Yeah, but then they didn't kill him." Nope, he's not they did dead. not kill. They did not kill him. Well, we we don't think. Uh, we, we assume he's not dead. We assume he's not dead. Uh, well, that, and that's that's pretty much the wrap up of the episode. And then there's four almost like after credit sequences. Like there's four things that happen after that that like uh, epilogues, if you will. And I, and I think well, it's interesting that enough happened in this episode. And we'll say the pilot and this episode. Uh, that they need four separate scenes to like wrap everything up, which I and and kind of set the pieces for where they're going to be. Uh, we've got Coulson talking to Hunter at um, Hartley's funeral. Hartley's funeral, yep. which uh, was it was cool that uh, apparently Coulson was able to pull some strings and allow Hartley to have a good um, a solid, have, have a real solid funeral. real funeral. Yeah. Um, 
and Hunter Hunter goes there and leaves the necklace for his for her sister. Yeah, in her car. In her car. Of all places. And Coulson asks him to come back, which I don't know. What do you think of that? I it seems a little odd that he it does. That he would ask him to you come know, back. It does. Uh but he, it he seems really a little counterintuitive. Has nothing else. But if you think about last season, the way he brought Sky in yeah. was yeah. very similar. Yeah, it was. And so 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 it's I thought his, that he was gonna character. do the same thing with him, just like you know, you're a bad you've been a bad person. You're probably a bad influence, but I'm going to bring you in. Wear this bracelet. Like, that's what I thought was going to happen. Oh, yeah. He's going to, like, stick a bracelet on him. I'm like, he's not a hacker. He's not going to. I don't know. know. They don't have, yeah, he's not, he's not a hacker. Of course, I guess they could have bracelets that do different things. <laughs> this one won't let you fight. <laughs> he picks up uh. a gun and it just shocks the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> different kind of technology, but sure. Yeah, totally. Work. Uh, so, uh, Reyna talks with. Uh, Mr. Drippy Hands. Sky's dad. I don't want to start calling him Sky's Kyle dad. McLaughlin. Uh, which I love seeing him again. I, I did see Twin Peaks years ago, and uh, I loved him in that. So it's cool to, It's cool to see him again. Um, and uh, that scene was pretty telling. That scene was pretty intense is what it was. Yeah. He's just like, grab it. Don't yeah. talk to me. Put your hands on it. And then he said... He says, uh, you and I both need to know. You need yeah. to know. I need to know. Like, and she says, it worked. He said, nope. it didn't work. It let you live. I like how he that just, is all. I like how he just stops her just immediately. He's like, nope. Mm-hmm. He just says, nope. It lets you live. Yep. That's, uh, so what does the obelisk do? What I don't does it do, know. Jeff? What does it do? I don't know. And she said, and he says, bring Sky and I will teach you both what it does. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm, that's intense. There are uh, our next after credit sequence. <laughs> Not really, but uh, I mean, it's uh, it's basically we're all stingers at this point. Like, yeah, the last it is. ten minutes of the episode is all stingers. It is. Um, we've got a uh, Coulson having an incident, which uh, an, episode. an episode, an episode, yeah. which uh, which is what him and him and May call when he goes all weird and draws scratching si- scratches walls. symbols into walls and it's happening at a pretty high frequency she was saying it's been 18, 18 days, days yeah and he's due for an episode and then he was saying i'm overdue mm-hmm. like then they facilitate it and she just takes pictures of it yeah like that's so weird really strange really strange and i mean they they preface that with sky um talking to to may about like I think that Coulson may have something wrong with him. Like Some something, secret, something he's not telling me. Yeah, there's something he's not telling me. Yeah, he's the director of S.H.I.E.L.D., but I think there may be something wrong with him. And then May's just like, mind your business! Yeah, and that's be, and <laughs> we think it's because she's being just defensive for, for Coulson, but nope, she knows. She knows what's up. Yeah. Uh, which I like. I like that Coulson's not keeping it a secret. It seems like it'd be crazy to keep that a secret. Yeah. So... <laughs> Like after everything that happened, you're gonna keep that a secret? Yeah. Like, come on, man. Don't don't be a Garrett. <laughs> Give me a nail, a big one. I wanna scratch this in with my teeth if you don't do it. Like that's what I thought he was gonna do. He's just like, I'm gonna use my fingernail and write it. And then when that wears away, I'm gonna bleed on it and then use that. Like, I uh, gotta get these symbols. Getting dark. Down. You're getting dark there, Jeff. Just like this season. <laughs> it is getting darker. It is, I like it. I like it. it. Is a bit. 
Um, so then at the the, the last the act, the actual after credit sequence or the <laughs> after the final commercial break, which is cool. I love that they do that. Um, I think it's pretty genius um, because shows don't do that. They have that last commercial break and they come back to just music. And so them having a little stinger at the end is always awesome. It's very Marvel. It's very, it's so Marvel. And it's genius too. I, I, we haven't talked about it on the show, but I think I'm pretty sure the reason they do that is because generally you see a show end, you just turn it off. Yeah. They're getting one extra commercial break out of everybody. Yep. I bet they can charge just as much just by coming on and saying, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. will return in a moment. Just by doing that, they're able to charge extra for those commercials between oh, yeah. between those la- that last commercial break. And I think that's genius. And that's probably their most important set of commercials yeah. to them. They probably charge more for those. Possibly, possibly, because they always have something big there. Yeah. Um. So then Coulson, at that point, meets with Talbot. Out in the field. Yeah, because um, he asked, at the funeral, he asked Hunter to, uh, to, to cross him. To cross him, to turn him in. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, rat me out. Yep. I need <laughs> you to rat me out. And the guy's like, what? And he does. You I wonder if he got the two million. I wonder. I hope so. Yeah, well, he, was buddy. Saying, <laughs> he was saying he couldn't cover that. Oh, no, 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 but, uh... But Talbot can. Talbot can, and he did He said he has a senator with very deep pockets. Yeah. I wonder about that. I wonder about that, too. I wonder if it's Hydra. Well, they already got the one Hydra dude, right? Yeah. Well, the, uh, but he, he, he got arrested at the end of, uh... Yeah, he Winter got arrested Soldier. at the end of Winter Soldier. But I bet I, that's got to be a mm. Hydra, Hydra con- uh, senator as well. Um, you would think. Because, I mean, he's, he's if he's working that hard... He's got. He said he's got a uh, senator with a real like hard on for Coulson. I think was what he said. Uh, so, in deep pockets. Yep. So we we're, we're probably gonna get that. Uh, <laughs> you know, we're probably we're probably gonna find out that who that senator is eventually. Yeah. We have to. And then, uh, yeah, so that's pretty much the end of the episode. Uh, yeah, Coulson meets, Coulson meets with Talbot. Meets and with Talbot and is a badass. He's just like, we need you to get off of our ass a little bit. Mm-hmm. If you could just give us here's some a, Here's space. a present. You have an hour to get this, uh, 52 minutes to get this guy into a <laughs> into somewhere secure. <laughs> I thought Creel was dead. No, just turned to stone, but he could already do that. And, um, that was so funny. So we're, we're not sure yeah. if he's going to stay that way. He can always do that, so we don't know how long this is going to last. <laughs> You got 52 minutes to get him somewhere secure. Preferably more secure than last time. <laughs> so, you know, we're going to keep bringing you presents like this, and uh, you just you keep getting promoted. Space. Yeah, mm-hmm. you keep getting promotions. And we'll just give us a little space. Just give, give us a little, little space, space, and we'll keep doing that. And he's just like, mm, yeah, you can't rob a convenience store. Like, you couldn't run an op on a convenience store. So, uh, no. And then it's just kind of like, oh, that's the bus. Stealthy. Mm-hmm. In the air, uh-huh. didn't even hear it. Uh-huh. And then there's that Quinjet sitting literally right beside me. Yeah, that Colson just walks up on. It was badass. I liked. I liked how he's like, "You came out here alone. You got you got big brass balls or <laughs> yeah. big brass ones. You got some big brass ones if you're coming out here without backup <laughs> to talk to me." <laughs> I like how he he had backup. I just I knew as soon as he said that. I knew as soon as he pulled up that they were they were gonna have a cloaked. I thought it was just going to be the Quinjet. I didn't expect it to be the bus and the Quinjet, but that's pretty great that the bus is already ready, ready to go. Yeah. 
It's all kinds of ready. I thought we when when he asked Hunter to uh, turn him over, I thought for sure that was setting up what they were going to do, like the op they were going to run next episode. Yeah, but like, no, we got to get Colson out. Immediate grat- I love how how much immediate gratification the season has given me. And yeah. already I'm just like, man, when is that going to happen? Oh, it happened. <laughs> like, well, it's instant gratification, but it's also there's a bit of like leading you. This the breadcrumbs to the next little. Yeah. thing that's going to be instant gratification next season or next uh, episode yeah so, so good so good so good so i mean there's, there's plenty of things that aren't uh, instantly gratified and that we were waiting to happen it's uh, like they give you a really good meal and then like breadcrumb you on the way to dessert yeah mm-hmm. mm. dessert let's go to anybody sonic. wants banana pudding i want to go to sonic and get some ice cream <laughs> um so, uh, what do you rate this episode, Jeff? Honestly, I'm going high again because it was really good. I'm, I'm, like I'm this with season you. is killing it so it, far. It really is. So I'm gonna have to give it like an eight, five, or nine. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a nine myself. Yeah, just I mean, it's just they started off really strong. They're holding on that with 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 episode two. I feel like these two episodes were almost a two parter, especially with Crusher Creel being across both being of them, across both, kind and of a creature of the two weeks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which I, I like a lot better than a creature of a one week. Yeah. Um, I mean, it gives you a lot more time to uh, to understand the villain that they're dealing with and and realize that he is a real substantial threat. Yeah. Especially when he kills people. That you've gotten to like over the mm-hmm. course of an episode. Yeah, they did a really good job, and I, I thought. It really did feel like a two-parter. Yeah. Um, and I wonder, I, I, I hope I hope these next, we've got ten more episodes till the break, I believe. Something like that, yeah. Or eight, maybe. <clears throat> eight more break. Eight more episodes till the break. Is it ten? And ten? It's ten and twelve. I can't remember if it's twelve before or ten a, or twelve after. Yeah. It's, and, then there's, and then there's eight episodes of Agent Carter in between the two. Yeah. So there's no, there's no real break, but we're going to get a break from the two... Uh, the two, the, the, there's going to be like, I think it's 12 episodes, then eight episodes of Agent Carter, then 10 episodes of uh, Agent's Shield, which is awesome, with no breaks, no like, I think there might be one or two off weeks. It's going to be non-stop Marvel. Yeah. Non-stop That's Agent's exciting. Shield. And you know, previously I would have said I'm really excited about non-stop Marvel, but what I really would have meant is like, hey, we're getting little nuggets of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. until the big movies get here. But after these two weeks' episodes, I am so excited about this particular show. Like, I'm excited about nonstop Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for almost 30 weeks. Um, With a little sprinkling of Agent Carter. Well, yeah, I'm kind of counting it as... (laughs) I have a feeling they're going to tie it all together, especially after uh, the first episode with the little flashback. Yeah. I think they're going to end up tying them all together, and it's only almost going to be... One sh- one story, two shows, you know. Yeah, it's gonna be kind of like a little tidbit of an epilogue, not an epilogue, a um prologue. A prologue. Yeah, and they're just like, oh, we're going back to the beginning of it. But like, this whole thing is is really solid as far as like nonstop Marvel stuff, especially with after you know the Winter Soldier hit and all of that last bit of that of the first season was awesome, except for you know maybe a key episode or two that. Mm-hmm. might not have fit perfectly but <laughs> like it was all really good and it really kept you hooked and then they're doing exactly that in the second season it's like they perfected it at the end of it yeah. they just kept it really which, good which and kept i was going in previous joss whedon shows uh they have done a wonderful job of ending seasons and then they kind of always start the next season out slow and then they ramp it up 
Um, that's been the way with Dollhouse, particularly Buffy's that way. Um, Angel less so. Angel's a little more even. Yeah. But uh, but with with this, I'm really hoping they wouldn't do that. I'm a little nervous since tonight felt so much like a two parter. I'm a little nervous it's going to be like that was a great opening two weeks, and now we're going to get a few creature of the weeks. <sighs> um, which if they do them right, creature of the week can be fine. And it's yeah, well, okay like to have one, one every now and then would be okay. Yeah, I don't want to see it every week though. I really, really don't. And then so we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm I'm excited for it. Like and if Crusher, if if the if the creatures of the week are like Crusher Creel, where while we're dealing with a creature of the week, we're also dealing with Talbot and this and Hydra and yeah, like if the creature of the week is you know a part of Hydra. Yeah, or like, or is, a part of is a uh, part of the main overarching story, yeah, or a part of Drippy Hands, <laughs> whatever his <laughs> contingent is going to be known as. Yep. Um, well, that, that leads me to I, I really want to get into Let's some call speculation. It the dripping hand, the dripping hand. <laughs> it's like the rising tide. <laughs> so uh, we're going to go into super secret spoiler session, which is where we talk about the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe and how this episode relates and how certain things might tie in. And we're also going to talk about speculation and maybe some comic book things. Um, but before that, let me just say thank you to all of you for listening this week. We, we Our download numbers were awesome last week. We really, really appreciate it. Um, it would be a huge favor to us if you would go to iTunes and um, comment uh, and, and rate us. Give us some five-star ratings, please. Give us a good review. We really, we really need some good reviews. And uh, if we get them, uh, we raise in the ratings, and it will build this community that we're trying to start and trying to – just talk about this entirety of the Marvel Cinematic Universe because we love it. Let's fanboy out together. That's right. Let's let's uh. <laughs> so so please come with us and uh, you know if you're enjoying the show, please be a part of it. You can uh, email us at mcucast at gmail dot com. You can see us at facebook dot com slash mcucast, and you can see us at mcucast dot wordpress dot com, or you can call our call in line at five seven three cast mcu. That's 573-CAST-MCU. So that would be awesome. We'd love to hear your feedback any of those ways, but particularly by audio because we could play it on the cast, and that would be a lot of fun for us. And then you could be a part you, of it. I have you on here. And, uh, yeah, so please uh, send us some feedback. Um, all right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. We're going to talk for a few more minutes about just how this ties into the overall MCU. Uh, we hope you have a great week if you're leaving us now. So uh, let's see. Uh, I don't know if you have a good spoiler for us, but three, two, one. Simmons is wearing a Hydra jacket. <laughs> that's not even this this episode. No, that's the but, that's but speculation because yes. we saw the commercial. But yes, Simmons is wearing a Hydra jacket. <laughs> and that scares me. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see where that goes. I hope I, I think she's probably doing some sort of undercover thing. I doubt she's in Hydra proper, or definitely not a true believer. But yeah, maybe she's trying to. Maybe she's there, uh, uh, sanctioned. Maybe not. Maybe she's uh, trying to help Fitz. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe she followed Bobby Morse, Mockingbird, in. possibly. Like. There's so many different ways to speculate that, you know, something could have happened in some way. There's, there was not enough content in that, in that little teaser trailer. No, no, for, for next sure. for the next episode for, for us sure to get not. anything out of no, it other yeah. than we, like we excitement. We won't go any more into it, really. That's just I'm excited. I I said uh, early on that I thought uh, she might be Hydra, and so I I get at least half a point. Nah.
Even if she's pretend Hydra, she I get half a point. <laughs> um, what I wanted to talk about was where do you think this is going? Especially, okay, if if they continue the pattern of last season, which was they had an enemy, an unknown enemy, that was uh, Centipede. Yeah. And Centipede ended up being Hydra. Yeah. And we got to Winter Soldier, and the show just got flipped on its head because we had this worldwide, global thing. Seeing as, I think, Age of Ultron is going to be a global, worldwide event... Of some type, I have a feeling. I mean, I may be wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a feeling it's going to stomp on our show again. I mean, not in a bad way. That's what they do, and I love it. Um, this is the ants. Do you think there's any tie-in between what we're seeing now with uh, with with drippy hands and, and Hydra and Shield being rebuilt and, and all this stuff? Where do you think any of that? Is you any of that's going towards something in, in Age of Ultron? Human experimentation is the only thing that I can get out of it because only because um, Doctor Whitehall is kind of the main overarching bad dude in this. Yep, and, and Baron von Strucker from the Baron from von that, Strucker uh, from the Stinger. Like they're very closely Hydra related, mm-hmm. and. They're like two tentacles apart. <laughs> That's the thing, right? That's the way you can rate that. <laughs> like, why is it that Hydra, typically a multi-headed beast in Greek mythology, has yeah. like a skull and octopus tentacles yeah, kind of logo? Weird. That is a little weird. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it either. I don't get that. Anyway... Kraken, Dr. Whitehall, much closely or much more closely related to a tentacle octopus thing. Yes. Oddly enough. Um Dr. Whitehall and, and Baron von Strucker, like they're very closely related in Hydra to human experimentation, especially. Mm-hmm. So and we, and we already just know that that's happening in, in Age of Ultron with yeah. with Quicksilver and... Uh, and Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch. With Pietro and Wanda Maximoff. Like, we can tell. Obviously, that's going to be happening. Mm-hmm. But that's that's really the only connection that, that I can immediately make with this. And it's it, it's like... Kraken wants people to become what they're meant to become. Mm-hmm. And that's what Reyna is also looking for. And that could be what uh, what is, is going on with Baron Strucker. Or, yeah, I don't know if it's Von Strucker. I don't remember. Um, it's with Strucker and um, the twins. And, like, all of the... Other, like, they said all of the, the rest of the candidates didn't survive or something yeah. like that. So like that leads me to think that, that Dr. Whitehall and Strucker are working together hmm. and he's trying to find a way <clears throat> to get everybody superpowers, mm-hmm. so to speak. But then that also like kind of well, might the, tie into like inhumans. Yeah. 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 And, we, we've definitely talked a lot about the inhumans and I'm, I have no idea if it's going to be the case, but we we've talked a lot about how um, the Drippy Gang uh, might be the Drippy Street Gang. 
might be uh, might be in humans. Um, and and with the, the obelisk, hand. the obelisk could be a replacement for the Terrigen Mist. Uh, it might. They could be. Using it might make it, as, it. Okay. It might make it. You know. You, I don't know. So it, it. I don't even know for real. We 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 don't we don't know what the the object is going to be, but the obelisk is going to do. But it's I it, based on Reina and what she's looking for, and if she wanting to know what she will become and all this stuff. I'm I'm I think that's going to tie into giving her and possibly Sky powers of some sort, which you know that that might lead to the rift between her and Shield if she has some sort of powers and maybe Shield thinks she needs to be controlled, right, or something, like, and stops trusting her because she has the powers. Um, could be, could be. So I don't know. It's they could go a lot of different directions with it right now. I think it's still too early in the season to really call it. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, you know, it's, it's not too early to talk and speculate. Oh yeah. We can speculate all day on the different directions that this could go. I just will be here a minute. Oh, yeah, <laughs> is yeah. All I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah. And we're about done for tonight. So it's getting late. So, uh, yeah, man, I, I just think it's interesting. Yeah. I, uh, I also, approve of the many different ways like i don't think that there's been a way speculated so far that i haven't approved of <laughs> like all of them have been really cool like i would love to see that happen no i'd love to see that happen mm-hmm. like all of these things are really cool yeah i and, agree and they they have a lot of a lot of good setup so far this season mm-hmm. really they, they could really just it. oh man they've done a really good job of putting them in a place where they could go anywhere yeah um but a lot of you know anywhere that's interesting yeah. So you have any uh, any other uh, things where this might tie into the overall arcing story or mm. There was one little bit with the with the carbine um oh, where yeah. she said that it, you know it's formed from uh what is it meteorite dust or meteor dust or stardust yeah, or something, something like, like that. that. And then she said it also has the ability to store energy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh, that's kind of weird. This is almost like Miss Marvel." Because she is has it? the ability to absorb um, absorb energy in the form of like any energy blast or anything like that that people shoot at her. She just absorbs it and fires it back huh. and it powers her. Um, so I thought that was a little bit of an odd um, thing to come up that was, you know, a neat comparison, but yeah. I, don't, I don't really think it relates to anything. Yeah, not necessarily. Really it just kind of reminded me of it. Yeah, I wanted to see him use that. Uh, yeah, I wanted to see him use that use thing. Use the carbine because it'd be neat if he was absorbing energy as well as. Uh, just make pretty much all he did the whole episode. Either episode was make himself hard. Yeah. He made himself metallic, and that was about it. He made himself wood for fun because <laughs> it felt good. Because it felt good. He made himself rubber in order to grab something that which you know, did didn't not work. work. <laughs> not a good plan. Not a good plan. <laughs> it's all bad. <laughs> there was um, there was one comic that. Uh, opened up with Thor fighting the absorbing man and the absorbing man had, uh, he had absorbed like the brick and mortar and, and steel structure of New York city, like buildings and stuff. And mm-hmm. was just like, he was huge already and he was super strong. And like, he had the, what was it? The, the foundation and the, and the might of New York behind him and Thor, you know, he was, putting Thor through some walls mm-hmm. and Thor is just like, all right, I got to be smart about this. So he, he makes a, uh, a tornado just spinning the hammer above his head, makes a tornado lifts uh crusher Creel up off the ground 
and kind of uses his power against him because in I don't know I guess in this one it's like he absorbed something that he was in contact with for a little bit just regardless like yeah. no control so he got him up in the air and then Crusher Creel kind of absorbed the properties of the air around him and then just dissipated Oh, and that's wow. how he beat him for the time being. He's like, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna reconvene, like coalesce back to being an actual thing. But for now, he's dealt with. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's really cool. That's fun. go Thor. That's fun. Yeah, I, uh, I I'm excited, man. So now, what bad guys do we have that we're excited to see again? Crusher Creel, I'd like to see again. Oh yeah, he's gonna come back. He's Graviton. I would love to see. Show oh up. my god, Graviton! Eventually, I would love to see Graviton just make an appearance as Graviton. The young kid with the weather machine. Yeah, Blizzard. Blizzard. I that's think right. is, is who that is. Yep. Um. And and then all of our regular cast that we've had so far. So, yeah, we got a lot. We got a lot of stuff building to this. Uh, to the mm-hmm. end of the season. And then there's anybody that Kraken works on for mm-hmm. Hydra, like. That just opens up a lot of doors. Mm. I'm really, I really want to see more of um, Kyle McLaughlin. Yeah, me too. I just, I want to know what he's all about. And that's Sky's dad. And yeah. I really, I really want to know more about like how does Ward know mm-hmm. about him? Well, and were, what does Ward know about him? Rain and Ward were working in Hydra together, so I guess they could just know. From from that, you know, uh, they Raina and him had a number of talks, so it's very yeah. possible. Very yeah. possible she just told him about him. <laughs> so let me tell you about this dude. Um, he well, may you know, have he was, killed several people. He was super into Sky, so it's possible she was like, "You want to know about Sky? I know about Sky. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you some things about Sky. Her dad, nuts. <laughs> he drips everywhere. He's disgusting." His hands are just constantly bleeding. I don't know how Raina knew that that was his daughter. Because she said, "I know you thought I'd never see you'd never see me again, but I I found your daughter." Because she didn't seem to let on that she knew who Sky was. Where at what point did it get revealed to her that that was a? Uh... It might have been when she was hanging out with Garrett and Garrett yeah. had access to all those files. I did, or maybe not even the files. If you remember, he had like the, the universe on the back of his eyelids or whatever. Um, <laughs> and he, he told <laughs> he Raina some things. Shrooms. If you remember, they were like hanging out in the room with uh, the graviton, Gravitonium. Mm-hmm. And they start talking about uh, stuff. And, and, she, and he tells her some secrets, but we don't get to hear them. I wonder if that's some of the stuff that he told her. It might have been. Maybe he's maybe get crazy. Garrett set some of the, all of the season in motion. You know. Oh God, that's interesting. That's that's scary to think about because yeah. Garrett was just batshit crazy. Yeah. Or he, <laughs> he, or he had the universe of, on the back of his. No, eyes. he went all kinds of nuts. Or he had the universe on the back of his. Eyes. He went all kinds of nuts. Well, man, I think it's time for uh, me to go to sleep. Yeah, I think it's about time for everybody to go <laughs> Well, to I'm going to edit this podcast, toss it up online for everybody to hear, and then I'm going to go to sleep. Okay. So, uh, you guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Um, I'm Matt Carroll. You're pointing at me. I'm assuming you want me to say my name, too. Yeah, do it. <sighs> okay, I'm ready. All right, I can do this. I can do this. You got this? Performance anxiety? <clears throat> Game face.
And my name's... <laughs> and I just fall over. He passed <laughs> out. I don't know what happened. <laughs> well, he's Matt Carroll. I'm Jeff Randall. And thanks for hanging out with us and fanboying with us, guys. It's been a lot of fun. And hopefully it'll continue to be this much fun for the rest of, you know, forever. Because yeah. we've got a lot, of, a lot of good Marvel coming up. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. So we hope to see you again in those coming weeks with all of that extra Marvel coming out. And, you know, maybe we'll hear from you. Yeah, please give us a call. 573-CAST-MCU. All right, have a good week. Mm-hmm.